0: Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's Red FM
1: You're very welcome along to the Big Red Bench this Saturday huge show coming up currently in the FA Cup final it's Chelsea nil Liverpool nil after 54 minutes uh, we'll keep an eye on that throughout the show later we hear from Cork legend Moss Mulcahy ahead of Cork's make-or-break clash against Waterford tomorrow. Before that, Rock Mountain are the FAI Intermediate Cup champions. We'll have reaction from management and players, as well as from John O'Shea, who was there for us. Cork Ladies Football captain Morrow Callaghan gives us her thoughts on their clash with Waterford tomorrow. We also hear from Cork minor football boss Michael O'Brien after their loss to Kerry midweek. And, of course, we'll have all the usual round-up, all of that coming up before 7. Aidan Lee here with you until 7pm on Cork's Red FM and I suppose the the big news so far from the FA Cup final it's nil all but Mo Salah has gone off injured, he went off injured in the first half and was replaced by Diogo Jota as Chelsea threatened to go uh, one up there with a chance but cleared away by Liverpool, um, of course Liverpool looking for a quadruple although the league title is maybe out of reach at this stage, uh, they, they'll have to rely on or they'll hope that city slip up and Chelsea another chance there it's going very close Chelsea have uh, lost the last two FA Cup finals, uh, hoping to make a third time lucky, and of course as well lost the League Cup final in Wembley in February to, to Liverpool. Quievin Keller, of course, in goal for that penalty shootout. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that and get back to the football a little bit later on. Uh, plenty of action in Gaelic games. They've just thrown in at Rin, Cork versus Clare in the Munster Senior Championship final. Uh, we'll we'll keep you up to date uh, throughout the show with that as well, um, and also later on. at 7 in the Munster Senior Football Championship semi-final to Prairie and Limerick face off for a place in the final and their prize will be playing Kerry in that final. Uh, Dublin will be assured of a place in the All-Ireland Turning Championship if they can overcome Holder's Kilkenny in the Leinster Championship this evening. That all sounds very easy, doesn't it? Just go and beat Brian Cody's side. 7pm thrown at Parnell Park currently. Uh, Galway uh, beating Leash 23 points at 13 and that should uh, that should. Uh, assure their safety as well uh, into the uh, progressing in the championship um, at half six Westmeath and Wexford play in Mullingar. Um, Erling Haaland into the football. Erling Haaland scored a penalty on his final appearance for Borussia Dortmund today as they came from behind to beat Hertha Berlin 2-1 on the final day of the Bundesliga season. The 21-year-old of course is leaving Germany to join Premier League leaders Manchester City in the summer. Haaland has scored 85 goals in 88 games uh for for Borussia Dortmund that is some record. Um. City could be maybe now in fairness Pep is kind of throwing out all, all his principles by signing Arlene Holland. he's not exactly a Pep Guardiola player uh, but we'll, we'll have to see how that one goes um, Leinster are into the final of uh, the Champions Cup they beat holders to lose 40 points to 17 in Dublin uh, the four time winners ran in four tries with James Lowe going over twice they now face either Racing 92 or La Rochelle of course Nagar is La Rochelle uh, they play tomorrow Nottingham Forest uh, have beaten Sheffield United 2-1 at Bramall Lane in the first leg of their championship playoff semi-final Jack Colbeck and Brennan Johnson scored the goals for the visitors while Sanderberg's injury time strike could prove vital for the Yorkshire club and of course uh, John Egan as well uh, playing for Sheffield United uh, Cork man and also an, an Eby man in County Kerry his mother is from Eby so we like to claim him I believe he played an under 12 match once uh, for Eby Dorney so um, yeah we, we, we will like to claim him uh, the return match takes place on Tuesday at the city ground with the winner facing either Luton or Huddersfield for a place in the Premier League of course Celtic were crowned champions of Scotland today and they did it in style they smashed Motherwell 6-0 at Park Head and uh, here's a Jubilant and Postecoglou. On uh, winning the title in his first season with Celtic.
2: Yeah, from where we started at the beginning of the year, I knew it was going to be a massive challenge for us. You know, uh, it's probably been the tightest league for quite a number of years. Rangers were outstanding all year, and um, but this group of players have been brilliant. You know, they last what 32 weeks without losing a game of football. um, It's a remarkable achievement. There are always challenges, I think. I kind of flip it, and I think we had a real clarity of purpose. We just really had tunnel vision all year. There were so many things that potentially could have got in our way, but we just had this common goal of trying to do something special this year and um, we weren't going to let anything sort of derail us from that and the players, the staff, everyone, even the fans, they all bought into it and um, that's why we're here. I said the other night, I have to enjoy it because if I don't enjoy it, they don't enjoy it, you know, and I want them to enjoy it. I want the players, the staff, you know, their families, we we can all tell you, our families make the biggest sacrifices. We go and have a little fun on the side, but they're the ones, you know, take getting on with real life, so... I want them all to enjoy it, and if they see I'm smiling, even for an afternoon, then I think that helps. Look, the whole thing's been fairly surreal for me, and even even now, I'm kind of just trying to comprehend it all, but... There'll be a moment of reflection and, and sort of understanding what we've achieved and just great pride, you know. Yeah, I share this journey and like these legends, I know that in 20 years' time, if I bump into these people, we've shared a magic moment together, you know. Yeah, this afternoon and uh, <laughs> back to work tomorrow, but that's it, that's this football club, you know. This football club is... And it's why I think we all feel it's a special football club because we're going to be expected next year to come back and and produce these special moments for these fans again. And it's no greater motivator for me, you know. I'll I'll have a good break with the family, but get back next year, be bigger and better.
1: Yeah, great atmosphere at Parkhead uh, all day and the team running in six goals. Um, and uh, yeah, I'd say there's uh, Glasgow could be left in a nice state uh, tonight, I'd say, after the celebrations end. And uh, plenty of celebrations here on Lee side as well. Congratulations to Rockmount. Uh, they beat Bluebell 2 0 at Turner's Cross to clinch the FAI Intermediate Cup. Here's manager Eddie Kenny speaking with John O'Shea.
3: Eddie Kenny, Rockmount manager, uh, a special day for yourself and for Rockmount FAI Intermediate Cup champions. Huge, huge, huge stage, you know. I...
4: Gee, we won the league last week we probably didn't get a chance to celebrate it so we'd celebrate today you see how much it matters to the club. We see the cl- colours, the young fellows, all these. Girls. These are great days. And the families, look, mm. I keep saying it, probably the one people who don't get mentioned. We you mention volunteers, no one mentions the families, the kids, the pair, or wives, the partners who come support us as well. So they need to be acknowledged as well. Absolutely. And
3: so I think it's the days to cherish, like It's the fourth in Rockmouth history. First since 2008. So like for, for players, these are the and for management as well. They're days to, to cherish and to, to see yeah.
4: and Look, this is it. You have to cherish these days. Probably don't have a chance to sink in right now, but leave these days sink in because the Brendan's and the Wars and the these words will tell you just because you're here today doesn't mean you're
3: going to be here next week or next year or whatever. So, we'll, we'll party on. Yeah. Like it's 1998. Eh? <laughs> yeah, and absolutely, and just, I, I, I suppose in your size performance today, like you could to see how determined and hungry they were to win the trophies on the outside. What were your thoughts was and the overall yeah, performance? Yeah, overall, from one to 25, if you're been phenomenal.
4: It's, you know, they're a pleasure to deal with them. They're, they're honest, their attitude's brilliant. You ask them to do things. They'll do, do, do what you ask them to do, and that's all you're up for. Obviously, you can fellas who will work with you. You can go wherever, go wherever you want to go. Today is a
3: day we got it to, as as high as we can get. Yeah, and with like the goal after the the two brothers like Owen oh, scoring the penalty and Keon scoring from the corner with the header. The, uh, uh, oh, yes, it's, it's a good <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the chalkies is hold, the whole the
4: whole of the whole of the and but the lads are excellent. Look, Owen, I keep saying it, Owen and Luke. In my opinion, the two best winners in the country. They showed it again today. Keane, very brave. He's after getting us some wonderful winning goals. He got a winning goal against Cove last week to win the league. So he's brave and he's a good defender. The lads are great to work with, like you know.
3: Absolutely. And um, just from your personal perspective, how, how much does it mean to to, to manage this Raphone side to the, the Intermediate Cup? That's ah, a huge, 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 huge thing. Like, in fairness, it's not just me. Yes. It's the
4: staff. Yeah. Dorit the Power, Dorit the Clark. Richie, Monty, Shiny, Barry and all the lads in the background the comedy. We live well, they all make,
3: they make my, life, my life a lot easier. Alan Mountain make my life a lot, a lot very, very easy, do you know? Yeah, and really like, it's it's today I know it's the latest kind of chapter, but it's been a been a fantastic season for you. Obviously winning the Munster Senior League, you know, today I you know as well in the Intermediate Cup like, it's over the season it's been it's been a memorable season, yeah, it? Yeah,
4: it's been a huge huge season Up to 12, 12 months nearly going, in fairness. We went back to fifteenth of May I think last year. So uh, huge huge occasion. We have two trophies still to play, we have two league games to play, the two semi-finals, of cups to go up. But we'll
1: enjoy this. Yeah, Eddie Kenny there, and now uh, from we hear from I think I believe he's man of the match, Luke Casey.
3: Like right, uh, Luke Casey, um, Rockbound FAI Intermediate Cup champions. It's a special day for yourself and the club. Uh,
5: I'm delighted to be honest. I can't even describe what I'm feeling right now, but go for the club they've been here before but this is my first year playing with them you know, properly since all the lockdowns and that and you know, to get the win here today it's beyond my wildest dreams to be honest you know. I'm just delighted that we came out played an excellent game to be honest you know. over the last couple of weeks in the league you know, we probably eased off a bit you know, thinking of the game but today I think everyone was up for it and you could see it from our performance
3: Yeah you that uh, from, from the outset here in Turner's Cross you could see that you were, you were determined and focused and that was kind of evident in your performance as a team throughout.
5: Yeah definitely Like you know, training during the week I went well, Joe, it wasn't nothing heavy, but we just said, "Come, come match day, that we're going to press hard, Joe. We're going to win the win the 50-50 duels and Joe. We knew that they weren't coming down here just to make up the numbers. You know, we knew how tough it was. We lost three, one to them in the FA preliminary round there a few weeks ago, but. I think today we really showed what kind of team we were and we stood up well to them and I think they didn't know what hit them really at the start of the second half
3: yeah, Absolutely and uh, you went
5: uh, for the penalty I suppose you could uh, say you went for a good run for, into the goal so what, what was going through your mind at that stage? I just knew uh, Eddie was telling me all along that when I went up front that the press strayed at the keeper and Joe, the, it was, the pitch was wet at the start with the sprinklers but it dried up very fast in the heat and you could see when the ball and back to me started bobbling and I knew then that I was in and thankfully I just got a touch on it Johnny took me out <laughs> And, uh, I was delighted when I, I didn't even know it was a penalty I got up and it was a penalty and just to, when Chalky put it away it was just the best feeling ever absolutely <laughs> and then um, I'll, I'll
3: think, with the second goal it, 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 it was even better for even when um, Keane
5: scored yeah definitely like, Joe, from set pieces we knew we were going to be dangerous we're a big team Keane's big and strong in the air and like what we knew when we got the set piece below that Joe, we, we said we'd try something different I laid it off to Danny and in fairness he put in an excellent ball and Keane joined the air it's impossible to stop when he starts running yeah,
3: I think this is uh, it's Raichmond's fourth FAI Intermediate Cup in their history. I think the first since 2008. So that's all. Well, these, these are days you just have to savour. I suppose as a footballer.
5: Yeah, these are the days. You know, people always say when they win things that they kind of don't have any memory. Or they forget about it very easily. But I want to take it all in. You now inside in that dressing room, and tonight it's going to be a mad night. But I can't wait for it.
3: Yeah, because I mean, it's been a, it's been a memorable season. This is the latest, obviously you won the Munster Senior
5: League as well. Yeah. I know this, the Intermediate Cup today. Like it's it's been a, it's been a memorable season for for these old. Yeah, you know. We said at the start of the year that the league was the bread and butter we always wanted to win the league so we put our mind to that and then we just got good cup runs all the way really we played everyone joe i think we got very tough draws at the start drawing UCC and Corinthians who were both in our league and then we went off to Dublin you know, to Shakur we knew that wasn't going to be easy and then Maynute at home obviously the holders and that wasn't an easy game either and Gee came down and gave us a great game and it was kind of the same as today you know, it was hot and humid and there was a bobble on the pitch but John, you know, we got the job done and just to win it today and anyway, it's the best feeling ever Yeah, And this finally you knew before you go uh, how much to yourself personally does it mean to, to win the Intermediate Cup medal? Ah oh, it's mad to be honest you know, moving from junior playing with Colford, you know. I love playing with Colford, but I knew there was a time. Where I have to leave and try and pursue my own ambitions and Joe. is the day really where just I can't even there's people there like Brendan, Joe, they haven't they've been in two F- intermediate
1: cup finals all the way and you see how experience is and to win it in my first year, Joe, it's just a dream come true. Alright, John O'Shea joins us now. He was at Turner's Cross for a huge day for Rockmount and for Cork football as well.
6: Yeah, it was a, a memorable day and a, a day to savour for Rockmount, players, the management, and everyone, supporters, everyone associated with the club. Really, it's uh, their fourth FA Intermediate Cup title, their first since 2008, and it was it was a, it was a, it was a success that they fully deserved on the day. Eight and to be honest, you could see from the very outset they were they were right up for this game and they were fired up and they were really gunning to go all out and get the win. And that was evident from their performance right from, from the opening stages. They, they were around the front foot and they were kind of creating the first couple of chances in the first half. And then obviously they made the breakthrough in the second half from an Owen Murphy penalty. And it, by that stage, like, you, you couldn't be judging, Jim, but actually it was a goal that they play fully merited up to that stage. And then from there, uh, they went on and um, they got a second from Cian from Murphy, uh, of the brother, uh, so a, a, a Murphy, uh, brother actor, both finding the back of the net Owen and Keane Murphy and driving moment onto the victory and like from there on then after the second was in, they kinda of managed the game out and they successfully saw the game out to a successful
1: conclusion. Yeah, like I mean a, a tough task with a Bluebell coming down from Dublin like and uh, certainly a, a fantastic victory in the end.
6: Yeah, it was absolutely I mean like so Bluebell to, to come like to, 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 to even to, to get to to get to the an intermediate cup final you have to be a decent side like you can see the standard of some of the players right across the even at this level even, even like the, the Leinster Senior League clubs as well like Bluebell they would have had to have beaten a couple of Leinster League teams Leinster Senior League sides along the way and the standard is quite high like you have guys who maybe like who, who 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 have experience playing in League of Ireland football like even today in Bluebell they brought a guy off the bench Lee Duffy who last season I think was playing but at on Town at League of Ireland level and they, 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 there's that experience there, like today, till they were coming down. And I think during the week they, they were, i they were kind of out of the mindset they, they were. They were coming down. They knew that they were going to face into a majority cock support. Because on top of the Rockman crowd today as well, it was a, a very vocal, and there was, a, there was a, they got good support from the cock football community as a whole as well. Yeah, that was evident to a people across the board. from other clubs, and other parts of cock as well, just coming to cheer them on. So like it was okay, like and maybe sometimes maybe it's the fact of being home it, it can have its its own pressures as well. Maybe the fact of well, having to play in front of that crowd and maybe unexpected an crowds, you know, maybe people hoping they get to win. But it, they managed it well, and it was, it was a big credit to, to Eddie Kenny, who as manager and what he's after doing that year well, that this is it's his first year as the permanent manager of Rockmo. Like he, he was in the background, he was the assistant to the to the great. Uh, and the background team to the great Billy Cohen and for, for a couple of years, as uh, far as I know. So from the Stout to the play, no, um, it's not a bad um, way to match your first kind the of Fuglia in charge winning an Intermediate Cup title.
1: Yeah, the double as well, of course.
6: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, the monster senior leader, they deservedly won that. I, I still think they can, they have a couple of games there. I, I, Eddie was even said to me after the match year as well, that they're hoping potentially that they're going to try to... Even you know, the they said they said for the next day or two obviously, but they, they they still have a couple of games in the coming weeks and they they're they hoping they say that they, they might try and go to the season on decent across. But even on top of that as well and, and and the two trophies, the senior league and the intermediate cup, they they still there's still the possibility more similar Where for Othoms. I think there's a an O'Connell Cup, I think they're still in the net. They're still in the in the with the Munster Senior Cup as well. Which of course they won in 2020. They beat caught cocky in the final in Cup. So they right, they're in a semi-final and that against Cove Remblers. And I, I, you know, they might be thinking, why, why can't we have a cut-off, co- Cove in a, in a, in a, in a one-off cup game? You don't know anything can happen. So like, there's still plenty to play for. It's been a memorable season, and it's you know there might still be another chapter or two yet. But you know, definitely the pinnacle. This is as an inter- the, you know this tops the last um, at this kind of level level of football, the intermediate kind of amateur level the FI Intermediate Cup this is the, the pinnacle you know. Absolutely. They are, they're going on cloud nine um, tonight and over they're, they're going to be really
1: enjoying the celebration though, the next couple of days I suppose particularly special as well just before I let you go to mention as you said there the two brothers getting on the score sheet which is incredible it is and they're
6: so they're, they're a prominent coach, it, it is incredible and it, it, they're two central figures to this side as well um, Owen and Kian, must feel like Cian as well with, with a significant amount of League of Ireland experience going him as well, he played for Galway United a, a couple of seasons ago, and even last year he was down with Cork ramblers um, under under Stuart Ashton um, down in St Colman's Park. So like they they were prominent late too. As I, I sorry, to a man, they were a great team all along today as well. Really, um Ethan, like you they you look at the Swatland team. Everything that's good about them came to the fore today. Like they they're a great blend of youth and experience. Like the, the leader, the experience of the likes of. Brendan O'Connell and Kenneth Hoy who were both on the bigger bench last weekend like they've been soldering on now for almost 20 years the two of them they fight for you like Kenneth Hoey's in his, his 40s where he still looks as, as sharp and as, as hungry as ever like they, they were they were mincing that that was vital at the back as well today and then you go right across the team like even up Lou Casey up front as well. He, he, he's a quality operator he's um, playing um, he's played Irish amateur this year as well um, and you could see that, that that quality really threatening on the ball, and even on a fantastic one actually for for the penalty, uh, Casey. He went in and um, a, a long, a, a driving run for the halfway line, and he was fouled by the goalkeeper for penalty. Yeah. But there was there, there, there was a great play that you can like as I say, so Nye Henley, like Nathan Broderick as well. Is another one who, who as far as we can know, was called up to the Irish amateur squad in recent months as well. So like there's a there's a there's a, there's a very talented squad there, like and even you think he has a strength and depth there as well even today I think I thought Key and Leonard who, who, who is a, he's a very prominent goal scorer he was out to injury and I like, have experience in playing League of 1 with Corks and Cove as well but there's, there's a very very strong squad there like, and often I they say as well like, having a stacking 11 doesn't mean you throw he's having the squad and you can eat, there's, there's there's tears on that top bench as well for um, for to who we'll gladly I'd say make it they were probably faster or most if not all other ones the league teams and very, like like in, the intermediate kind of level teams in Ireland. So yeah, there, there, there is that that blame, But like, going back to the game, like the, the two mostly they were they were prominent, like even Owen oh, was one of their, uh, their their kind of lively attacking threats. And he was he, he was good today as well. And he took his penalty very well into the corner. And he and went up and he powered his head around to, to see the victory. And it was in the end of a very thoroughly deserved victory.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Great day for Rockmount. Great day for Cork football at Turner's Cross. John, thanks a million. Hopefully, thanks, him Yeah, John O'Shea there on Rockmounts. Fantastic victory in the FEI Intermediate Cup final. Um, okay, we're going to move on to Ga and uh, just casting an eye on the game in Parky-Rin where it's Cork versus Clare in the Munster Senior Komogi Championship Final. And it's 5 points apiece after 21 minutes of play. Still nil all in the FA Cup Final. Also, um, I think 72 minutes gone there. My stream's after freezing, so uh, around that anyway. Um, one final chance for Cork tomorrow in the Munster Hurling Championship. Um, they go away to, they go to Walsh Park, of course, to, to play Waterford. Tomas Mulcahy gave us his thoughts on the big game. All right. Delighted to say that I'm joined by Cork legend, Tomas Mulcahy, ahead of Cork's do or die clash against Waterford tomorrow. Uh, Tomas, thanks for joining us on the big red bench. You're welcome. No problem at all. Uh, for once, we have the team. Uh, it came out last night, uh, as we were just saying. Um, I suppose Millerick, Kingston, and O'Connor are, are the three players that uh, are out uh, of the of the clash. Well, uh, Kingston and O'Connor on the bench, with Millerick out through injury. Um, I suppose. What are your thoughts on the team before we get into the game itself?
0: Yeah, look, I, I suppose when you lose and lose. Um, your last game, the way, the way it did, it was, it, was, it was inevitable that there was probably going to be changes and um, some guys lose out, right? So, look, it has been happening like that maybe all season in terms of consistency, particularly up front. There, had, there hasn't been too many changes in defence, but up front, certainly, you know, whether it was Connolly was in or Shane Kingston was in or if was Jack O'Connor was in. So, um, I mean, we've conceded an awful lot of scores, um, but there's been the minimum changes to the defence. But, look, um the rumour has it that Tim is out as well um, and Tim O'Malley had been uh, playing maybe in the last two weeks in training at full forward so um, I think he got a finger,
1: finger injury so he's out and I, I, I'd expect maybe Damon and going into the equation there. Yeah, looking at, I suppose, the the spine of the team then, Downey is named at full-back. Um, I suppose, we, we, well, it was supposed to be Tim O'Mahony was originally named at wing-back, as you said. If he's out, be Catalan, I suppose. Col- yeah,
0: look, Catalan might go back to full-back and maybe yeah. Robert Downey might go to wing-back, you know, or they might just leave, just leave him in as, as a wing-back and let Downey do um, the job that he did the last day at full-back. I thought he was good. I thought our full-back was very good the last day, to be fair. I thought Shani was excellent as well, you know, so, um, and. Uh, you just hope that we tighten things up in defence and we make it very difficult for Waterford on that basis, right? You know, that we can't afford to go into the game the same as we did against Clarewood. We were 11 points down at some stage in the first half and uh, that's too big a lead to call, call back, you know? And um, I know people say we won the second half in terms of scores and all that, but you're never going to get back from 11 points down. Um, make it tight. Make it tight down there tomorrow and make work Waterford work very, very hard for everything that they, they, they earn you know so um, look I'm expecting a massive massive performance from
1: Cork I think we have to get a big performance from Cork you know it's a, it's a big opportunity for Luke Mead as well he hasn't featured at all really this year um, what do you think he's going to add in the middle of the park
0: well to be fair to Luke to Mead you know I mean he's probably scratching his head as well at times and saying what have I done wrong that I haven't been included right at some stage and he gets his chance in a very difficult match it's a tight field below there and um but his work rate is incredible, and his hurting is, is, is pretty good as well. He's 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 certainly a guy that kind of um, will bring bring the best efforts to the team. He won't be found wanting in terms of his, his, his willingness to work, and um, and I think we need that tomorrow. Tomorrow is is, is all about work rate. It's about a bit of courage, a bit of do or die attitude. It's about fronting up to Waterford and take everything that they throw at in terms of physicality side of it because we've, we, we, like we've spoken so many times about the team there's unbelievable hurdles there there's unbelievable skill there so like to bring that to the table but you must have the first element first you must end up and be counted and you must take what whatever we're going to throw at us and then keep ourselves in the game and then I, I honestly think we have a good chance tomorrow I do
1: I suppose it's a, 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 a small sideshow to the match is the fact that Horgan, uh, Patrick Horgan, Barr Twist of Fate will become the the championships all time top scorer. Um, I suppose first of all it's an incredible achievement, and second of all he's named at centre forward. Are you happier to see him there?
7: Yeah,
0: look, uh, I would have, I would have loved it. To- sometimes in the championship this year, that you know when he gets frustrated, full forward and the ball has not been hit, and he has three guys marking him maybe just throw him the centre forward, right? So My might pay, like the thirty four years basically age, can he play centre forward? He mightn't even start there tomorrow. He might, he mean, look, there might be a switch with with Hardy. But I think that's the combination that we should have looked at maybe earlier in terms of actually putting Hardy at full forward and putting Patrick centre forward and switch and switch them during the matches because that's what a lot, a lot of opposition are doing. And uh, he gets he said he said most of his uh, club like club partner with sent forward. So it's not going to be anything new to him with the scoring charts and stuff of like that I don't think Patrick is even thinking about that right to be honest with you it's about winning tomorrow that's all that should be in his mind about winning the match tomorrow because he will be on free he will get scoring opportunities and the rest will take care of itself but it's about winning the match tomorrow or
1: we're looking at next year and like Waterford as well have tended to leave a bit of space around that area of the pitch like I mean if there's any man that that's going to float around and pick up a ball and get a score from distance like it's Patrick Horgan
0: yeah, look and that's that's the that's the big thing as well, is no, is, is if he's out there and he's in space, you find him with ball and Patrick gets ball in his hand, you're nearly guaranteed it's gonna be a score out of it. So that's that's that that's yeah, it could be it could turn out to be a good move, right? I mean something needs to be done. We need to shake it up somewhere, we need to bring a bit more life into it a bit and um that might happen and that might change how we perform tomorrow. Um but having said that this is a massive game for Waterford as well. And for Liam Carroll. And I heard Liam Carroll all week urging the Waterford crowd to come in big numbers. And it's a sellout. And um, they will do that because he's looking at this. We win tomorrow. Cork and bring that on. Yeah. Right? And we win tomorrow. And we maybe can relax a bit in terms of our last match. But we lose tomorrow. We've got to go play Clare. And we've got to get a result of over Clare against Clare in Ennis. What well, what would you prefer? You prefer to be winning tomorrow. So like that's a massive game for Warford as well in itself, right, you know? But we have to we have to find something. There has to be something in this car team. I I, I mean we've watched them. they got to an all Iron final, they got to a league final, they've played some incredible hurting over the last two to three years, the bulk of this team. and
1: um, we've got to get that performance again. Like the, the last time in the league final, the, the Waterford forwards had a, 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 a bit of joy, uh, shall we say. Like, is it, is it something that you have to change tactically, or is it just being meaner? Like, is it just as simple as being, being more physical and aggressive uh, in, in defence?
0: Um, being physical and aggression is, is, is one thing, right? You've got to stand up, right? But number two is not make the mistakes that we've done in the past. You know, we we all look at the stats and the stats come out and they'll they'll tell you everything in terms of stats. The reality is, we gave away so many scores from mistakes that we were making ourselves. So if we can call out those, right? I mean, the Ireland final to the league final to the the Limerick match to the Clare match in the championship this year. The mistakes that we've been making have cost us dearly. Because if you go back to the league final, seven minutes to go in the league final, we were only four points down. Yeah. After have have being hammered for most of the game, we were only four pints down. Look what happened against Clare the last day. Eleven pints down. We went back in a 6 to six down at one stage at half time. And then we got, the match, we got the match back to four again. So like the, the, there has been the comeback, but the comeback has been on the back of us chasing two big a that we've given in the first 20-25 minutes. So the to start tomorrow is crucial. keep ourselves in the game and it's a slow scoring. That's okay because it will open up and it will open up, and our skill and our speed maybe will come into, into into play at that stage. But we cannot afford to give out from the start, like Clare got the last day. If someone went back, there will be no return.
1: Absolutely. Well, hopefully we get that reaction we've been waiting for from the Cork team.
0: Yeah, I'm expecting. I'm expecting a massive, massive reaction. It is, it's 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 a game of their lives for the for the players themselves, right? And. Look, people can talk about the Cox supporters and all the travel. This is about the players themselves. They yeah. deserve that because they're the guys they're putting on the work. They're the guys out there morning, noon and night, early training sessions, whatever it is. They need that for themselves more than anybody else. The backroom team, the management, the players. And I hopefully this week now they've been locked away somewhere and they're getting themselves ready for one last throw of the dice, which would be fantastic if they got a rug there because it might say we're not out of this
1: championship yet. Exactly, hopefully it might kick them into gear. Uh, Tomás, look, uh, it's uh, yeah, it's do or die, as we said. Um, thanks a million for speaking to us. You're welcome, thanks very much. Tomás Mulcahy there on uh, tomorrow's huge game uh, in Walsh Park between Cork and Waterford. Cork ladies football captain Morrow Callaghan is on the way after the break, plus loads more.
0: The Big Red bet. Saturday and Sunday from six PM. Corks Red FM. Miss the show, grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Corks
1: Red FM. You're very welcome back to the Big Red Bench on Corks Red FM. Aidan Lee here with you until seven. Galway gave Leash a bit of a hammering in the Leinster Championship. Two thirty-seven to twenty-one points, the final score there. Also, plenty of action in the Joe McDonough Cup today, and unfortunately, uh, not a good result for uh, my home county, Kerry. Uh, the Kerry Hurlers defeated by Offaly in Tralee at Austin Stack Park. Um, the faithful led, uh, they, they held on for 4.23. To 228 victory. What a cracker it was. Um, I'd love to have been at it. Um, I don't think it would have done the heart any good, um, but uh, certainly a fantastic and exciting game. Carlo picked up their second win of the campaign 225 to 119. They won over down. <clears throat> in Cullen Park, excuse me. Um, in parky Rain, it's halftime. Uh, Clare lead Cork 10-7 in the Munster Senior Camogie Championship Final. Um, sticking with uh, GAA and uh, Cork Ladies Football Captain Morrow Callaghan. She gave us her thoughts on Cork versus Waterford tomorrow in the uh, Ladies Football Championship.
7: Joined on the line now by the Cork senior captain from Moorn Mara O'Callaghan, ahead of the Rebels' trip to Waterford to take on the data in the uh, Munster senior semi-final championship game this coming weekend. Mara, you're very welcome to the Big Red Bench.
8: Thanks for having me, there.
7: Always good to talk to you. Um, we have spoken to your Cork senior manager recently, Shane Renane. He was telling us that preparations have been going really well. If Shane Ronane says that, that tells me two things, that they are going well and that it's been pretty intense, I would imagine. Uh, is that a fair comment?
8: Yeah, I think that's a pretty accurate representation of how we've got on. So we've had a good six weeks getting out of a game. So while it's been tough, it's, it's been great to get the time together to really get the preparation going. And um, I think we're all rearing for a match now. So um, all full females...
7: Um, the fact that you've been together as a squad you now for that length of time, um, you were coming out of a, a league campaign that didn't go the way you would have liked, but you finished off on a high with a win over Watford down in, MT, uh, in MTU. Um, th- this is the time of the year when the serious work is done, Mara, as you well know from your, from your experience. But um, how much has the squad gelled in that time period? Yeah, really well.
8: Like, I mean, I think... We could have no complaints about how our preparation has gone, you know, like while it is really nice to have games, you know, all the time together has been pretty priceless as well. Um, so it has really helped our preparation um so we can't have any complaints now how it's been going and we are dealing well and it has been really intense six weeks, but I like as you said, that's really what the you need. from this time of year. You know, you want to time it so that you're you're motoring well when like the important games are, I suppose.
7: Um the, there's quite a few of you from the Mornabbee uh team. I think it's eight or know, no, Ellie Jack and uh, Laura Fitzgerald coming back in as well. You must be delighted for Laura on the back of such a fantastic club and Monster and All Ireland championship season for Morne Abbey
8: Yeah, one hundred percent. Like it's it's great to have Laura involved and um, she was involved a couple of years ago as well and you know, she really did have such a fantastic campaign at Abbey and she's just working so hard now, so it's really great to be involved and those shooting boots she has, like she's a huge she would be an unreal addition to any county
7: setup, so it's really great to have Let's talk about the opponents uh, coming up this weekend in the Munster uh, semi-final and that's Waterford, now you would have seen them firsthand yourself down in MTU in the final league game they were fighting for their lives to avoid relegation uh, uh, relegation battle which they ended up playing against Westmead but that day, Mara showed everybody who knows anything about ladies football that this Waterford setup over the last couple of years has gotten better and better this is going to be an extremely tough game for Cork, especially in Waterford
8: yeah, 100%. I mean, Washford are a really consistent team as it is. Like, we and always have really tough battles with them. Like, even, I know it's strange that our last competitive game was against them also, you know, in the league, as you said, but even last year in Tarpy Peeve, like, it was such a tough game against them. Uh, I, I can't remember what stage it was, but, jeez, we were lucky to come out of there. So, like, they are, we're under no illusions that they're a really strong side and that it's going to be by no means need to task. And especially, as you said, down in Washford, you know, they'll have a huge, support with them as well so that would be really important for them also and they're just really facing and they get back in droves so it'll be really hard to break down that defence that they have also
7: There's nothing like a game though to bring a panel on and Waterford would say the exact same that block of training that you've just gone through is going to be hugely beneficial for you once the all Ireland Championship starts but I would imagine more again from your experience at club and inter-county you know a full 60 minutes intense Munster championship game like that is going to be a huge benefit and bonus to Cork
8: yeah, 100%. I mean, like, Championship football is a different gravy, Also, Whether even you have to account for the nerves that players would have coming into a game like that, especially with a long layoff like this. You know, it'll feel like we haven't played, an, a, you know, a really important game in a long time. So, even those nerves, like, you'd be, have butterflies and they can nearly be a bit of training themselves. So, 100%. Like, the training we've done has been great and it's setting us up nicely, but it is different than coming into an actual game. You know, it, it'll be a different experience.
7: Um, a lot of uh, like the, the panel has been announced now for the Munster and All-Ireland Championship was announced earlier in the week um, one of the names that isn't on that panel though is McCroom's Erica O'Shea she's heading off to Australia to play um, Aussie Rules and hopefully sign for a franchise over there I would imagine Mara as the captain that it's a big loss in terms of the dressing room in terms of an all-star leaving the Cork setup so that's hugely disappointing but also for a young player an opportunity to play professionally in a different sport at the other side of the world you, you, you and your teammates will be wishing her all the best
8: yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, Erica is a fantastic player, and as you said, she is a huge loss. But like, we wish her nothing but the best of luck on her trip over there and playing professional sports. Like, you couldn't begrudge anyone taking that opportunity to play and um, get a chance to play professionally over in Australia. So it's really exciting for her, and to see. I'm sure she'll absolutely fly it over there. She's such a strong athlete, but we will miss her definitely in the front dressing room. I
7: asked your inter-county manager and manager Shane Renee the same question Mara as car captain do you see like Erica's move and Vicky Wall's intent, uh, proposed move as well a lot more you know inter-county players making the decision to go and try this out in the coming years
8: yeah like you can see why it's a, an attractive option I suppose like a, do you think we're, we're training so hard over here It'd be, would be like there's no option to play professionally and then you know people wanting that experience playing for professionally and then Obviously, Australia is a very attractive country to move to, you know, there's a lot of possibly relatives over there and anything like that. But I think it'll be also interesting to see with the change in the structure of the fixtures in the AFL, how that will affect the attractiveness for, you know, inter players coming from Ireland. So I think it's interesting to see. I think it's, it's, you can see the draw, but I don't know how that will affect people's intent to go over there also with the change in that structure.
7: Yeah, you're right. It's going to be interesting over the next couple of years because um the number of franchises is only going to increase in Australia if the popularity of it increases, and it will. We will see what that means for the intercounty scene here in Ireland. Finally, as Cork captain, the week leading up to the big match—it's the first big match now of the summer period. What we hope will be a long and successful one for Cork. Is—is um, is it more the same, Mara, heading into this week for you and the players? You know, just getting your heads down and getting everything right ahead of the Waterford game.
8: Yeah, I think 100% you're trying not to be thinking about it too much. Well, for me, anyway, personally, I can't speak on behalf of the rest. I think it's one foot in front of the other until the weekend. You know, you're nearly wishing the week away because it's always a bit of a dry coming up to the match that you're looking for. So we're just trying to do the usuals right and hope that the game day comes around quickly.
7: Indeed. Uh, well, listen, on behalf of everybody on the Big Red Bench, we wish you, uh, your teammates, your management team and all the supporters who travelled to Waterford all the best in Cork's uh, Munster Senior Semi-Final Championship Clash with Waterford this weekend down in Waterford. And uh, Mauro Callan, thanks very, very much for joining us here on the Big Red Bench. Thanks, sir.
1: Yeah, Morrow Callahan there with Jar uh, McCarthy. You can catch Jar on the Women in Sport podcast every Thursday on redfm.ie and uh, all other podcast platforms as well. You can also catch up on this show if you missed it uh, the Big Red Bench podcast, redfm.ie. It's gone to extra time at Wembley. Nil all. It finished and. Uh, Uh, Not as exciting as the League Cup final. The League Cup final was actually a pretty good game, in fairness. uh, Plenty of goal chances. There was, what, five goals ruled out by VAR that day. But uh, this one not as as, uh, action-packed. And penalties on the cards again. Um, will, will Jürgen Klopp bring on, uh, Cuevin Keller for the penalties? Uh, will Tuchel bring on, uh, Kepa again? Yeah, I don't think, I wouldn't be rushing to bring him on anyway for the last time, but, uh, yeah, uh, I presume they'll be starting the first period of extra time in a few minutes time. Uh, during the week uh, I was in Austin Park as I said Kerry won 16 Cork 5 points in the Munster minor football championship Cork have a second chance they go to Thorless next Thursday uh, in like almost a, a second semi-final Kerry went into the final uh, Tipperary came out on top of a small round robin uh, between uh, Tip. Clare and, and Limerick and Watford uh, they got three wins in that so they've plenty of games played as well uh, Cork went with just that game a, a against Kerry played um, we'll hear the thoughts now from uh, Michael O'Brien uh, who I, I spoke with just after the final whistle hey Michael I suppose a, a difficult enough evening what's your, your initial reaction I suppose oh, look, it was
9: an absolute disaster we just uh, didn't perform um, to anywhere close to our ability with too many mistakes uh, we just uh, had no contact when they came on the ball. We would just stand offish and look. Yeah, to look at it realistically, it was an extremely poor performance by us.
1: I suppose a chance next week you now away to Tipperary again. Um, look, plenty to, uh, to 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 work on, I suppose, after tonight. Um, Tipperary will be tough, having had a couple of games played already as well, I suppose, in that group stage.
9: I uh, look, they, they, they have had four games, but that's
1: that's irrelevant.
9: We came out here to try to win a football match, and we were extremely poor. And look, we. We just have to get over it and get ready to, to face the Prairie and Torresdale. We can have no excuses. We have to just go out and, and put in a performance after this disaster.
1: I suppose it's tough as well. That, you know, it's under 17. They're, they're that year younger as well compared to years gone by. It's difficult, I suppose, with young guys trying to maybe get a get a reaction out of them after this.
9: I look, the Kerry are under 17 as well. Like I, I don't think you can be looking at excuses here. We just have to get ready. Just accept we. Didn't and perform um, and just look and get ready for next Thursday
1: yeah Michael O'Brien there after uh, the game during the week I also spoke to James Costello, the carry manager
10: What did you take out of that <laughs> um, what I took out of it I suppose that the first 15 minutes were nip were and tuck um, and we were probably being a bit too defensive and then we got the goal and the goal was like flicking a switch really we, we tacked on it in three points straight after it and suddenly you're six points up playing against mm. what was a much stronger wind down on the pitch than maybe I felt in the stand the usual wind that blows in the horn end here and um, I think that 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 was the winning in the game. That 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 ten minutes there. I think you hit the nail in the head because you really wouldn't have separated them too much after fifteen minutes. No, but like he scored one one inside thirty seconds, and they yep. just seemed to die then, didn't they? I mean, I know you don't want to be commenting on Cork, but you just fine with, with, with minors it's their first day out they had no development squads the last couple of years schools football has been very truncated so I think all then things come into play you know is why I was saying during the week I think there should be a way of I think Kerry and Cork are both hindered we don't get to play enough yeah. competitive games like the Leinster, Ulster Connacht teams they're all playing five or six games and it's every time you put on the jersey you get a bit better our two lads from last year now because they had the experience last year I thought were outstanding um, Cormac and Jack so yeah. When they haven't worn the jersey before, you really don't know how it's going to go. Tell me, uh, of the four guys that you were missing tonight, any of them have a chance for the monster final? I, I think we might get w- one or two, possibly. Mm. Um, so uh, a lot of them are going to be tight, I think, for a monster final. But look, we, we'll, we'll, I think we picked up a few more knocks today. So look, the good thing is. We probably played and blooded a few fellas today which might stand us well going down the line. Is there any is there any kind of thing at all of saying I wish I had a game against Tip next week to, to prep. Do you know what I mean? I suppose that's the yeah. one upside for Cork is that they yeah. do get another. No, by the way, Tip, have to win in three games. So yeah, I suppose if you were standing back and looking at it uh, philosophically, you'd say you prefer the games. But I suppose when you're in the thick of it, you want to win the game in front of you and get there as fast as you can and take the risk out of it. So we're happy we've won, but I'm I'm sure I think Tip. I've seen Tip a couple of times. Tip, Tip aren't a bad team. Um, and whichever one of them comes out will be more battle-hardened for a monster final. And one last thing for me: is there decided where the monster final would be, or does it depend on who you play? I presume if it's Cork, it'll go to home and away, and I'm not sure about that
1: Yeah, James Costello there after the minor game during the week. Kerry winning out 116 to 5 points at Austin Stack Park. Um, And there is a proposal, uh, it didn't reach the required two-thirds majority this year to move minor to under 19. Um, I think moving it to either 18 or 19 is moving it back to 18 or to 19 is, is the way to go because... Um, I think it was Tony Dean was saying in the examiner, um, like some of them are transitioner students, you know, and it's, it's, it's a lot of, uh, a lot of eyeballs on them, like as well, you know, there's a, a nice crowd in Asastak Park and, uh, the minor championship gets a lot of media attention and a lot of media coverage and, like they're fifteen and sixteen, some of them uh, these days. Like on the panel, and uh, it's probably it's too young, really. It's it was fine, you know, playing before an All Ireland final with uh, how many ever thousand going into the stadium. We probably have the bones of seventy to eight, to, to yeah seventy thousand, I suppose. Anyway, by the time the minor game finishes, um, and that's grand when you're seventeen and eighteen, but you're fifteen and sixteen now, possibly at times. Um, so it's uh, it's. They're, yeah, they're, they're kids compared to you know you think of David Clifford when he was playing minor for Kerry in, in the in the All Ireland finals. Like, um, it's uh it's a big difference, major difference. Um, as we said, Liverpool and Chelsea have gone to extra time. Uh, the FA Cup final finished nil all after ninety minutes of play. It's a couple of minutes gone in the first period of the uh extra time. Uh, Chris Cave has this report. Of the uh, regulation, ninety minutes. Chelsea
10: nil, Liverpool nil in the FA Cup final, and Liverpool almost nicking it right at the end. Diaz broke down the middle. He had Thiago Silva beaten. All ends up as they engaged in a foot race. He checked onto his right foot, but his curling effort, like so many others in this match for both sides, was off target. Before then, James Milner picked out Andy Robertson with a fantastic cross, only for the left back to crash his volley against the post. This game has ebbed and fallen. It's toed and froed, but as of yet, it's produced no
1: goals. We're heading to extra time in the FA Cup final at Wembley. It's Chelsea nil, Liverpool nil, and it is still nil uh, at Wembley. Wexford lead Westmeath seven points to three with 18 minutes gone in their uh, Leinster Championship. Clash and I think it's still half time a parky rin uh Clare Trail or Cork Trail Clare ten points to seven in the Camogie Munster final. A uh, big couple of months coming up in golf. Here's Dennis Corwin to talk us through the upcoming British and Irish opens and much more. The
11: 150th Open Championship from the 14th to the 17th of July fittingly takes place at the home of golf, the old course at St Andrews and Mike Woodcock from the RNA says it is an Open that will attract a record crowd and is eagerly awaited.
12: The people have been looking forward to the 150th staging of the Open for for a long time now and it's a huge milestone for golf, for St Andrews and for Scotland and to have such a big attendance, 290,000 fans coming throughout the week is, is just phenomenal. It's the biggest we've ever had in the long history of this championship. And I think it just speaks to just how much people want to be part of such a huge milestone for, for, for the sport. You know, we're going to have an excellent field. It looks like Tiger Woods is going to be with us. And you know I think for the open it's just special and, and it builds on the last few years where we had huge success in Royal, Royal Port Rush. After all the challenges of the pandemic, we were able to go ahead at Royal St. George's and have a great week there and now the stage is set for the 150th St Andrews. Couldn't be better.
11: A ticket ballot was introduced for the first time for an Open Championship this year, and there was a huge demand. More than 80,000 people
12: will be on site for the practice days alone. Yes, well this is the first time in the history of the Championship that we've had a ticket ballot, and uh, we saw huge interest in people wanting to be part of the 150th, and over the ballot process we had something like 1.3 million ticket applications, and that was roughly about four times the level of demand that we could satisfy. That, that's been a Challenge. I mean, it's unfortunate that some people are disappointed, but we felt it was the fairest way to give as many people as possible the chance to enter. Yeah. So we're delighted that we've still been able to, to increase the attendance by a significant amount to get to 290,000 fans over the week. You know, I think we've been just bowled over by the level of passion, enthusiasm there is around the world for this this great event. And as you see, people want to be here to see the champion golfer of the year lifting the Claret Jug. We're, we're trying to do our best to give people a chance to come and experience the championship, and, and we have increased the attendance for for the spectator days and the the practice days. It's a massive undertaking, staging
11: one of the biggest sporting events in the world. And RNA Operations Director Rodri Price outlined the task involved.
13: Every Open takes a good four or five years to plan for, and this one has been, um, you know, in excess of that. Certainly, um, a lot of changes here with regard to the innovations that we've got on the ground for spectators, for the television viewer at home. Always a challenge with our infrastructure, so looking to create more efficiencies. But uh, no, it couldn't be more exciting. One hundred and fifty. On the old course in St Andrews fantastic
11: Saint Andrews is a relatively short course by today's standards and it will rely on the wind to provide a challenge but price says he has no concerns about the integrity of the course despite the prodigious hitting of modern players
13: there's always a way to, to protect certain holes with certain wind directions so a lot of detail goes into course setup um, it's not all about length round here you know if it is dry and fiery that makes it incredibly challenging. If it's very windy and cold uh, again, so on a classic links, it's very rare that you get the perfect conditions of clear blue skies and flat calm uh, wind conditions. So I know that our, our course setup is all about challenging and creating the best players at the top of the leaderboard at the end of the day. So I, as somebody that plays it almost on a weekly basis, I have no concern about the the um, I suppose the integrity of the old course.
11: Here at home, the Horizon Irish Open takes place at Mount Juliet from the 30th of June to the 3rd of July. And Shane Lowry and Seamus Power will be the star attractions. The Irish Open and the following week's Genesis Scottish Open lead into the Open at St Andrews. It may not suit everyone to have such a busy schedule in the lead up to the Open, but it works fine for Seamus Power.
0: For me, it's it fantastic timing. I love the idea of like this summer, like, you know, I'm going to travel home, play the Irish Open have a couple of days off. Like, I'm not sure if I'm going to play the Scottish because that, that's kind of how I like to set up my routine and then play the Open Championship, you know, the the week later but you know, I, I think this is going to vary player to player, but I, I think in general, like two weeks before the Open is a great day. It's fantastic. I think, to be honest, with Horizon getting involved and the Caitlub getting involved, I think the field is going to get stronger and it's just going to be more and more interest uh, generated for for players. And, you know, for someone like me, it's fantastic. I, I think it's very positive being two weeks before. You're going to have some guys who would like to play the week before a major and not two weeks before. But I think in general, two weeks before is a fantastic time to play the
11: event. Dublin-based global biotechnology company Horizon Therapeutics take over from Dubai Duty Free as title sponsors of the Irish Open on a six-year deal. The tournament will see a significant increase in prize money to $6 million, nearly double the €3 million purse on offer in 2021. The K-Club will host the Horizon Irish Open in 2023, 25 and 27. And Horizon President Timothy Walbert is delighted to make such a significant investment in sponsoring the event.
0: We have been here nearly 10 years and we actually had our first meeting as, as a company, our first board meeting here at the K Club. So it uh, it's a special moment for us to be here and, and we really want to invest in the community. We plan to build a lot more infrastructure and employees and people here and also become intimately involved in the community. And we thought a long-term commitment is is a great signal of that. And with the golfing community and and the growth we've seen coming out of the pandemic, even as I think it's been mentioned much stronger than going in. That it's a great opportunity to partner and, and we wanted to carry all the way through to the Ryder Cup and, and build that long-term relationship and and really bring prominence to the National Open and, and we're excited to do it.
11: The JP McManus Pro-Am will take place at Adair Manor in the days following the Horizon Irish Open and Irish Times golf correspondent Philip Reid says it is a unique event in world golf that has attracted the biggest star in the game.
14: Well, when you get Tiger Woods as the man on the other phone and it's a phone call saying, JP, I'm coming. You know, it, it is hugely exciting. It, it is, as you say, a unique event like there's nothing like it anywhere in the world it raises uh, millions of euro for uh, charities in the midwest and it's a who's who really of golf in the men's game obviously led by the likes of uh, Tiger Woods and Dustin Johnson Potter Carrington Shane Lowry you know, it, it really is a who's who and Leona Maguire is obviously in the field this year and uh, it's it's one that's going to really whet the appetite coming after the Irish Open and ahead of the 150 at
11: Open Reid said the long-term sponsorship of the Irish Open is a very positive development for the tournament.
14: The Irish Open obviously is one of the oldest on the, on the calendar and, you know, for Horizon Therapeutics to come on board, the Horizon Irish Open is what it's going to be for the foreseeable future. And they're a global company with... Uh, a lot of play, they have a huge presence in Ireland. And this seems to be the way that they're they're giving back, you know, in terms of identifying an Irish event that they want to go hand in hand with. And for the Irish Open, it's you can only see it getting bigger and bigger and potentially becoming a, a co uh, PGA tour, DP World Tour event. So it's great.
11: This weekend, amateur players from 11 different countries are taking part in the Flowgas Irish Men's Amateur Open Championship at the Island Golf Club in County Dublin. The ladies' event took place at County Loud Golf Club last weekend and was won by Scotland's Lorna McClymont. John Rooney said Flowgas are more than happy to lend their support to these prestigious championships. It's
10: great to see tourism and golf tourists in particular coming back to Ireland. It's such an important part of our economy. So the fact that we are sponsoring uh, an open event with Players coming from all over, all over the, the world. Really, uh, it just fits perfectly with what we're about, what with what uh, Golf Ireland is about as well. Oh, the island is such a prestigious venue. Really, it's always important, I think, for a prestigious event to be held on a prestigious course, and invariably they tend to throw up really strong winners. You know, and you have to look at the likes of Peter O'Keefe, Robin Dawson, amongst many others. You know, they're just the ones that have won during our sponsorship. But you look back at, at the, the names in the cup, so really strong winners on strong courses in what is really a strong event.
11: Meanwhile, the Shabra Charity Foundation, established by Rita Shah and the late great County Monaghan racehorse trainer Oliver Brady, have already raised over one million euro to provide a world class facility for gene sequencing in Ireland based at the Matter Hospital. And Rita Shah, who owns Moy Valley Hotel and Golf Club, has announced a unique fundraiser for the project.
10: Yes, as you know, Oliver was always mad and he did mad things. We thought about an idea of having Shabra Charity, Oliver Brady Memorial, Golf Challenge, which is for a person to raise 500 euros for charity and play 54 holes on the day, which takes place on the 22nd of June. Take the courage. Take out your golf clubs and enjoy the day. You have to play 54 holes, remember that. Well, as you know, this is the first gene sequencing uh, project in Ireland. I believe that any genetics that is diagnosed at, at the early stage will be treated early. So, of course, it saves lives and it's, it's and the medication is given very quickly to a patient, uh, which I think is very important in this day and age.
1: With the Golf Roundup, I'm Dennis Kerwin. And that is all we have time for. Rory will be along tomorrow with reaction to hopefully two cork wins over Waterford. Stevie G is on the way next.
0: The big
8: red bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM.